Blog Talk Radio. Oh, hold up. It's something now. To the folks, Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Heavy Handed J. And this is a Heavy Handed Edition. Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Game two has concluded in the NBA Finals. And the Warriors... The Golden State Warriors showing their warrior spirit and regaining the momentum in the series. Going back to Oakland with a split, one-to-one. Gutting it out. A lot of the dudes on that team coming up big down the stretch. And if you've been following this here heavy-handed edition, you know that I've given kudos to that Golden State Warriors coaching staff for their player development and again tonight that came into play and their bench one of the most understated thing about the Golden State Warriors is they have a player that is formally in the from the 2000 through 2010 decade was arguably a top 20 player in the league for some stint of time, this guy was a franchise player and then seamlessly ended up on the Golden State Warriors bench throughout their run here as of recent. That guy being Andre Iguodala. And Andre Iguodala tonight was the man who put the nail in the coffin of the Toronto Raptors. Left wide open and knocked down the shot like a big old OG should. Andre Iguodala was a guy that through the year 2000 through the year 2010 was carrying the 76ers franchise, was their best player for at least five years, was a high fly act in the league, Was, was a guy that was averaging 20 points plus for a period of time. Andre Iguodala, you know, before before we said he was washed or anything, because he's obviously had some uh, so a great deal of longevity here, has found himself on the Warriors bench and has been vital, instrumental to them being the team that they are. And they couldn't have won it tonight without Andre Iguodala. The things that go unsaid with this guy's contributions happen on defense a lot of the times. He's been the guy throughout their run, their, their their three championship and their five consecutive trips to the finals. He's been the guy that has anchored the defense, that has guarded the best player on the opposing team. It's been Andre Iguodala. You know, and he's not going to get all that. He's not going to be the most heralded guy on the team. But he was an NBA Finals MVP for those Golden State Warriors. We can't forget that. That, that'll get lost in the conversation But <clears throat> Andre Iguodala coming up big tonight Warriors still won in Toronto But I can tell you this man It's going to be a fantastic series It's going to be a fantastic series man Seriously You can see by, by how these first two games have gone This is a competitive These are two teams that are pretty equal Warriors are are suffering some losses due to injury. Kevin Durant, of course. Tonight, Clay. Clay may have came up hurt. But we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that. <clears throat> that game is just ending as we're as we speak. But what we're here to do is cover some of the things that have happened in the past week. You know. Here to cover some of the things that have happened in the past week. You're on the heavy-handed edition. Your boy, heavy-handed Jay, like to keep you up to date, you know, with the ongoings in the sport. 
you know, for, for those of us here sports fans who like entertainment, mix with your sports a little bit. That, that's what I want to bring. That That's my edge on the game. You feel me? So some of the news that happened last week, one thing that I think that was pretty noteworthy, interesting, funny, Drake versus Draymond, that went down. After game one, Draymond may be a little salty on his way out. Drake, the antagonist over there on the sideline, doing his best impersonation of Spike Lee or Jack Nicholas. But good for Drake. We'll talk about that. Uh, Jawan Howard, his hire as the Michigan Wolverines head coach. That's a big deal for those of us who are a little more, you know, 35 and up. We remember the Fab Five. The Fab Five were were very influential during their time in the 90s, in the, in the late 80s, whatever it was. They changed how, how kids dressed playing basketball. They're the ones that really brought the Hirachis out, if I'm not mistaken. Black Sox. Fab Five is a big deal. And Jawan Howard being hired as the Michigan head coach. If you don't know, there's been some burned bridges. You see, a little education trip if we're going to go down here is we all remember Chris Weber calling that timeout against North Carolina. Chris Weber has been disassociated from the university ever since. One of the other main members of the Fab Five, Jalen Rose, who we all we all see on ESPN and NBA Countdown, et cetera, et cetera, has gone on record and you know said some pretty inflammatory things about Weber. Weber respond to him, and it's been a beef. And all members of the Fab Five haven't been united. So now we got Howard, Jawan, one of the key components of the Fab Five, everybody's brother. Now being hired as the Michigan Wolverine head coach. What will that do to those dynamics? What happens for that team? And uh, lastly, we got Doc Rivers, Clippers head coach, Los Angeles Clippers head coach, being fined for tampering. And what he was fined for tampering for was, you know, man, I don't know. I'm like, damn. How, how... There has to be some rule in this law the NBA has passed down because it just seems to be basically how we feel about what you're doing specifically. Because if it were somebody else doing it, it wouldn't be a fine. And we'll get into what Doc said exactly. But damn it, man. Give me a second here. But yeah, let's just start with Drake. You know, let's start with good old Drake. Let's get into some of the bullshit first. Drake, you know, Drake's doing his best, you know, Jack Nichols, Spike Lee. Drake is a young one of them. It's going to be known, and I think it's pretty damn cool, actually. Nobody has thought of that yet to be the next Spike Lee, known to be on that New York Knicks sideline antagonizing the opposing team. You come to look for that. It's endeared. Jack Nicholas here in L.A. When the Lakers are winning and they're competitive, you guarantee you're going to see Jack over there fucking with the refs, talking shit. That's how you know, you know we own when you see Jack out. And Drake, you know, filling fill a void. Smart young man, that Drake. And I think it's pretty cool. Now, some people are not liking it, okay? Some people say Drake is hamming it up. Spike, Jack, they just look like crazed fans. They say Drake is hamming it up a bit for the cameras. And I could, I could, I could very well be so, all right? I don't know if that is or ain't the case here. 
But my man's Drake, you know, over there doing his thing on the sideline. Raptors take game one. And cameras caught him and Draymond having a face-to-face verbal altercation ended by Drake saying, you're trash. Free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke. Don't let that light skin fool you, man. Don't let the light skin fool you. Drake ain't never been about none of that motherfucker. Free smoke, free smoke, ay. Free smoke, free smoke, ay. Free smoke, free smoke, ay. He ain't never been about that bullshit with you niggas. He already know. Y'all, y'all gonna take him for granted. But he got up in Draymond's face and told him he was trash. Now, I wonder what Draymond said. Now, we'll never know what Draymond said. Because it looked like it was started by Draymond. Now, Drake has some little kind of weird little smirk like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're trash. That's kind of what Drake did. You know, like that. Yeah, 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 whatever. Because Draymond definitely told him something. Draymond probably told him, well, I don't like all this cheerleading you over here doing. Why don't you get you some pom-poms and just make it official and let's get you a, a goddamn leotard or whatever it is, a skirt. And let's make it official out here. You out here wearing hoodies. You in the wrong attire to doing all the cheering you doing out here. And Drake said, yeah, 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 whatever. You're trash. I respect Drake for that. I like Drake. I don't mind that Drake is light-skinned. You know, there's always a light-skinned, dark-skinned beef here. And I'm dark-skinned. I don't have that same vigor that a lot of my dark-skinned brethren half for our light-skinned brother. I don't have a lot of it. I like Drake. Drake makes good music. I think Drake is smart, funny, calculated, and makes good music that women like, most importantly, that I can also like. You come to find out in life, in married life, with children, that things everyone likes is of high value. If my wife likes something, my kids like it, it's appropriate for them most importantly, and then I actually like it, it's a great fucking thing. I tend to find going to watch Marvel movies and things like that seem to be a crowd pleaser. Now, the wife ain't so high on, you know, Infinity War. She can tolerate it, but me and the kids love it. That's a three-to-one majority rule. But when we can all find something that we all like, it used to be uh, the Bernie Mac show. You know, the Bernie Mac show was one of those shows that the kids could like and it was appropriate for them. Wife liked, I liked. Family Feud. One of, another one of the rare shows or something like that where we're all able to have a liking and it's appropriate for everyone. But yeah, love me some Drake, man. Love me some Drake. And Drake don't never motherfucking back. Free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke. And Drake let y'all know before he he run Canada. Ain't none of that shit possible without him. And he told y'all that last week. After Drake annoyed the Milwaukee Bucks uh, during Game 4 with his sideline antics. The Toronto Rappers were back in Milwaukee for Game 5, so Drake was in the courtside, but that did not stop the trolling. Oh, no. so take a look at this post on Drake's Instagram story. So that's Mallory Edens, the daughter of Bucks owner Wes Edens. She was sitting courtside at last night's game, and she was trolling Drake by wearing a Pusha T-shirt. <gasps> Drake has major beef with. Yeah, and as soon as the Raptors won, Drake posted this saying, all is fair in war and war, and trust me, I'll still get you tickets to OVO Fest. <laughs> and then he actually changed his own profile picture on Instagram to a picture of Mallory. Wow. <laughs> well, that's some trolling right there. Yeah. yeah. So Drake was watching the game in Toronto at Jurassic Park, which is the outdoor viewing party outside Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, and he had this to say after the game. Drake, how amazing was that? How amazing was that? Look at this. 
Don't talk to me. Talk to these people. It's about these people right here. It's about these people. It's about the city. That we, hey, listen. Listen. We have the best player. We have the best fans in the, whole, in the whole NBA, in the whole world. Look around. Look around you. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. Look around at the square. I promise you right now. We did this. Doesn't matter what anybody says. They can say it's disrespectful. They can say it's this and that. And that. Everybody's, within, everybody's within the rules. Everybody's doing their thing. All we are is proud and passionate. We are like a college sports team. The Toronto Raptors are a college sports team, I promise you. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the NBA Finals. Let's go! Yeah. You better get that goddamn shit right. You know. Get it right. Y'all know who the motherfucking king of Toronto is, man. To this day. To this day. Don't front. Don't front. Because wasn't nobody talking about Toronto, the six. You know, Drake then gave the shit a, mic, a nickname. Once you get a nickname, you official. And, uh, you know, the six gods. Holding that shit down, man. Holding it down. What can you say? What can you say? But Drake, letting Draymond know, you're trash. Um, there's some of us that may or may not agree with that, but moving on, Juwan Howard gets hired as the Michigan Wolverine head coach. Now, I know some of you young bucks out there that, that don't know nothing about this, but for those of us who are 35 and up, this was a time of life, you know, a, a very, uh, something that encapsulated a time in life, in our lifetimes. And if you're a sports fan, the Fab Five takes you back to a place. Jawan Howard being a, a member of that team, now becoming the head coach of that team, is a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, now, there's, there's a lot of story behind all this. A lot of story. Now, The Fab Five, basically the first uh, kind of all-freshman team. This was an all-freshman recruiting class the Michigan Wolverines had that featured Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard, Ray King, and uh, Jimmy, no, Jimmy King, Jimmy King, and Ray something, okay? These guys were ballers. This was hype, a big deal in sports. You know, right now, the Duke Blue Devils just had Zion and J.J. Barrett, and that was a pretty big deal, Cam Reddish. But this team was even higher profile, and they were a first, and they were actually really, really good. So much so that in their second season, they they got to the final versus North Carolina, and that's when the infamous timeout was called by Chris Weber, and there was no more timeouts on the clock, which a lot of people say, and the sentiment that goes down to this day is that since Chris Weber essentially cost Michigan a national championship. But with Jawan Howard's hire, There could be some some potential change in that dynamic. But Jalen Rose and Chris Weber have gone on record, been on their platforms. Both have big platforms. Uh, Chris Weber works for TNT, calls a lot of games. You hear his voice all the time. Jalen Rose, plenty shows on ABC and ESPN. So those guys have gone on to become really successful. And Jawan Howard rounding out that brotherhood bringing it all back home and being coach of the Wolverines. And these guys have a strong brotherhood. Now, even though Jalen and Chris have been having, has had a a strange relationship, Jawan seems to be the kind of the middleman here. Now with Jawan being named the head coach, 
you might want to say all hands may be on deck. But let's get some of the sound of Jawan Howard being introduced as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Um, I don't think the audio does this quite as much justice as the video does. I encourage you to go take the audio, the visual in. The guy is really emotional. I'm talking about emotional. I mean, crying hard. Let's take a listen. Jawan Howard being introduced as the Michigan Wolverine head coach. Congratulations. Tears of joy. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I said I wasn't going to cry. Guess that never happens when you're excited about something that's so special to you, that means so much. Last time I had a press conference in this building was 1994. I declared that I was going to go to the NBA. Felt like I was letting down my teammates because I didn't do what I came here to do. And that was to bring a championship to this university, a university that I cared so much about. Yes, you can see that now, huh? Now let's fast forward 25 years later. I'm back. So this obviously means the world to Jawan Howard. And it does mean the world to the rest of the guys, man. We come to find out. The problem here has been Jalen and Chris. They just haven't seen eye to eye. To eye. There's a lot to this beef. I believe there's a miscommunication within it. I don't totally understand what the beef's about. It seems to be just a lack of communication. Let's get a little audio on what Chris Weber thinks the problem is with he and Jalen Rose. Is brewing amongst the Fab Five, the Michigan freshman team that went to back-to-back NCAA championships. Chris Weber, famously known for the timeout call, but they didn't have any timeouts. Oh my God, I'm sure he beats himself up over that every single day. But Jalen Rose and Chris Weber uh, have a little bit of a beef. It seems like we love talking about the social commentary when two great NBA players uh, start going at it with each other. So let's first take a listen to what Chris Weber had to say uh, on the Dan Patrick Show. I made an agreement when I, when I joined the Fab Five not to be above the group. It was a chance to be above the group. You know, it was a chance to to follow all that, and I have stayed consistently as as a, as a member. No one's above uh, the other, and um, it's just disheartening when you pay attention to those rules for twenty plus years, and um, somebody wants to be Hollywood and make it about them. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just. I've sat, you know, here and you know, heard uh, people on the dock say I called the timeout on purpose. How could you do that? Now, twenty years ago when I went to the league, we didn't mention it. It was a, it was a young twenty year old crying in the back of the van saying, I'm coming back, we're going to win a championship for everyone. That, that's what that was. And so to hear people now, just to be famous, you know, no one ever liked, no one ever loved the Fat Five. So why would you use us to tell stories 
to get that fake love now. Our whole heart was in not being loved. So there you have it. That's Chris Weber's perspective. So what Chris is alluding to is that Jalen, you know, who's out here on ESPN, podcasting on several, on, on, on a morning show, a midday show, uh, uh, NBA countdown, plenty of time to talk. Is out here telling stories. Nothing wrong with that. But Jalen has, you know, told his stories about his views and made documentaries, actually, of the accounts of the Fab Five. Chris is saying, look, man, it's, it's been family the whole time. It was us against the world. Now you out here basically trying to sell our plight, sell our struggle to be Hollywood, to be on TV and people to, you know, want to talk to you. That's what it seems Chris is saying. You know, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't, I fundamentally don't agree with that. I think Jalen is just being Jalen and you know, kind of doing some of the requisites that come with his job and talking on TV and podcasting daily, if you will. But Chris probably a little has has more emotion attached to the subject. Him being the guy that allegedly cost the team the championship calling the timeout. You can understand why Weber would be more salty. Jalen has been on record and gone directly at Chris. Chris has been MIA. Chris has been MIA from the university since, man. You know, it's, it's kind of like Reggie Bush in USC. Sometimes you, you get so deep, you do so much. And then for their public relations, they got to turn their back on you. They got to make you the poster boy for bad. The poster boy for illegal college behavior, so to speak. They got to make you the poster boy for it. And they'll do it. Hey, the university is bigger than you. But these guys seem to take it to heart they seem to invest a great deal of their self into that university when they're there as young men laying it all on the line they're not getting paid I'm sure the University of Michigan made a substantial amount of money during the Fab Five time there at Michigan millions on top of millions those guys didn't see a dime. Okay? They played basketball, sweat, running, jump shots. That's what they did. Now, Michigan made a lot of money. And that's what C. Webb had to say about it, man. But uh, before we, you know, either blame Jalen or side with C. Webb, let's, let's get a little here of, of Jalen's response. Now, Jalen's response is, you know, a little more direct, and it's in response to what Weber had to say. Let's get a listen. Jalen uh, does not agree. Jalen has some words for Chris Weber, and we're going to throw two quotes of that. Jalen, his response, one dude traveled, then called timeout. One dude lied to a grand jury and hasn't apologized. One dude tried to circumvent the documentary to HBO. One dude ignored multiple requests from everyone involved after agreeing to participate. One dude played like Obama and sat in a suite during Michigan's recent title game. One dude slandered Ed Martin after all he did for him and his family. One dude is not in contact with the other four, my favorite part of the quote, which is all good. One dude has been doing a rebuttal doc for four years. One dude clearly is delusional and still in denial. Congrats on your amazing success. Respect has no price. Man up. Fighting words from Jalen Rose. Obviously. Yeah. At your motherfucking head. You know. Now Jalen coming at that motherfucker head and bringing up all that this old day. shit. To this day. To this day. 
you know, coming out of his head and bringing up a lot of stuff Chris don't want to hear, man. Chris does not want to hear about him. Hey, you're the guy. One guy made those made that timeout call. One guy ratted on the on the donor that was giving all of us money. One guy is making a rebuttal documentary. One guy didn't show up or something happened in court that wasn't cool. Chris Webber don't want to hear none of that shit. With Jawan hired, Jawan Howard being hired, we're hoping that the fences could mend here. That's what seems to be happening. All hands are on deck for our brother, for the brotherhood. You see, there's just miscommunication here. Miscommunication. Everybody rally around Jawan, who 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 has no beef with either guy, who's friends with either. Typical situation, right? You got a, a middle friend, right? And he's neutral. And then you got two other friends that love each other, but they just ain't seeing eye to eye. That middle guy is like, look, man, our other friend here is just, you know, going through a thing. And then when the middle friend's talking to that other friend, he's like, look, man, our other friend's just going through a, through a thing. Sometimes there comes a, a situation where we all got to come together. And you know, unite for the better good. And that may be what's happening here. That's what Jalen goes on record to say. I want to play this, and uh, I think this is encouraging for that whole relationship. Uh, I'm confident that we'll see Michigan back in national championship. Competition. Uh, Michigan has had a recent resurgence here as of late with Jim Beeline taking over as head coach and getting Michigan into some recent Final Fours or even a national championship, not winning, but uh, making them relevant once again. But let's get uh, Jalen's commentary on the relationship and the potential of all wounds being, being healed due to Jawan Howard's hire as a Michigan Wolverine head coach. So I'm going to ask you the question that other people won't ask you. Is the hiring of Jawan Howard going to be the catalyst for you and Chris Weber to mend your relationship? I think so. And it's just because I'm fully transparent and I don't like to run games, people have to look back at the dynamics of we were childhood friends to play AAU together when we were 11, 12, 13 years old, way before Michigan. We decided we were going to go to school at the University of Michigan together. We were the last two to sign our letter of intent. That's why he wore number four and I wore number five. Things happen in relationships, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, and you don't always see eye to eye. But then there's certain seminal moments that it's like, all right, the buck stops here. It's time to be serious, and it's time to sacrifice for something bigger than yourself. And the day that Jawan Howard got named the head basketball coach at the University of Michigan, that buried any demons that came from what happened, good, bad, or indifferent with the Fab Five, both on and off the floor. And his hiring usurps any personal agendas, overtakes any personal disagreements, it's now time to all see eye to eye, be on the same accord, and give him and the University of Michigan the support they need to be as successful as they can be. I've never not had an allegiance to the school. However, there was a separation period, and I was riding a dime with my brother. Oh, he can't go back to campus? I'm not going back to campus either. So for 15 years, I didn't go back either. And as a matter of fact, didn't say anything to the media about it. The only time from 1994 
to 2011, we talked about anything off wax that was happening behind the scenes as it related to family business was when it was time to do the Fab Five doc because his separation had ended at that point, and it was a great time to bury the hatchet. But you've got to give everybody their chance to heal as an adult on their own time. And now that he's at Jawan's the head basketball coach at the University of Michigan, it's time to rally behind him. It's time to rally behind the program and do whatever we can. And it's not. Yes, sir. And that's, that's, that's grown up, Jalen Rose. That's what 40-plus do to you. You dig? You know, because when, when you're 32, you don't have that clarity. You still got bones to pick and point, points to prove. You know, but when you're 40, you dig? You tend not to have as many bones to pick or as, as many points to prove. And that's Jalen saying, we can bury the hatchet here for the greater good of the university going forward. Let's make Michigan great again. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal out there. So congratulations to Jawan Howard for his hire, newly assuming the position. Excited for the potential of the the uh, the fences being put together again with the relationship with Jalen Rose and Chris Weber. I think it's going to be fun on Sports Center seeing all those guys in the crowd. These guys are very very influential in today's culture. These are two big deals. So. You have those guys in the in the crowd sporting their maize and blue, maize and gold, or whatever it is, Michigan colors. I think it's a big deal, and it can do a, a great deal of good for that for that university and their recruiting and their image and and a lot of stuff like that. So, big deal there. Kudos. Um, next, we got a little Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers got a tampering fine, 50 grand. Now you're out there like, man, what Doc do? You ask me, Doc didn't do a damn thing much. Doc then got a tampering fine for basically his comments on some show with Magic and, I don't know, Isaiah, whoever the hell else was there, just commenting about Kawhi Leonard. That's it. Commenting about him. Very general. But being that the Clippers are in hot pursuit of Kawhi this upcoming free agency season, the NBA decided you're tampering. Now I say, if this was anybody other than Doc Rivers, a team that has no interest and Kawhi say they they don't need to fill that void. Say it's, it was the guy in Golden State. Say it was Jerry West. I don't know. Say it was well, whoever. And they don't need. They're not going to be looking at Kawhi this summer. There's no way you can tell me that they would have got a tampering fine. This is a bullshit fine handed down to Doc. And the NBA is just being very particular to me about who they charge with these fines. If they think what is ever said is in the interest of that individual to sway or manipulate the free agent, they fine them with no context involved. Awful strange to me, man. Awful strange. There's no way you can tell me what Doc said deserves a fine. But let's let's get a listen to what Doc said here, man. Let's get a listen. The most like Jordan that we've seen. Like, there's a lot of great players. LeBron is phenomenal. Yeah. KD is phenomenal. But when you, not that he is Jordan or anything like that, but he's the most like him. Big hands, uh, post-game, 
can finish, great leaper, great defender, uh, in-between game. If you beat him to the spot, bump, bumps you off. Yep. And then you add his three-point shooting. Mm. You know, so, uh, you know, I, don't, I never get in that who's the best player. Right. Uh, you know, Magic is the best player. Mm. You know, Michael Jordan was the best player, LeBron. But the, it's that same group. Well, let me go to you. There you have it. There you have it. He likened Kawhi Leonard to Jordan because of his big hands, his ability to post up, et cetera, et cetera. That cost him 50000 Now tell me how. I'm tripping. Because Doc Rivers and the, and the Clippers being – you know, the, a team that everyone says is going to be in hot pursuit of Kawhi this summer. That, that's tampering. That right there is tampering. I don't know. NBA is full of shit. I think it was total bullshit. I think the NBA is full of shit. If I was Doc, I'd be appealing that bullshit, man. I don't like that shit. For sure, bro. I don't like that shit. Absolute bullshit. But that'll do it, man. That's around about it. We in and out and in and out, in and out, yet it. Um Golden State getting them one in Toronto tonight. Taking it back to Oakland, the Oracle. Uh with a split. And looking to gain all momentum. Ideally, here we take two in, in in Golden State, and we go back to Toronto up three one. You know that that's what home court is all about. And Golden State just tonight took away home court advantage, showed their warrior spirit. So think about these guys, man. They fight, and that bench, <laughs> that player development, like we talked about, heading off this thing. Quinn Cook. Hit big shots tonight, Jack. They don't win without those three big three-pointers that Quinn Cook hit tonight. They don't win without that. McClay looked like he had some hamstring trouble, so that's going to be something to look forward to. DeMarcus Cousins' contribution can't be overlooked. And we know KD coming back. You know, they, they, they I don't know what they're trying to hide. Like I said from the top, man, I think it's an Achilles. But that boy don't even look like he walking comfortably yet. I don't know what kind of goddamn calves he got. But, uh, you know. Nonetheless, now, if Clay goes down, that changes everything. Because now we're, we're really down. We ain't even got the Splash Brothers. That's what this thing based upon, the Splash Brothers and then Draymond. But if one of the brothers go down, then everything goes down. I believe if Clay goes down, they don't they don't have nothing that replaces that, especially with KD being down. But we'll see. It looks like it's going to be a a fight till the end. Looks like the Golden State Warriors are 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 on fumes as we speak. They look to be, you know, hoping that finish line comes sooner than later. You know, sometimes some people win a, a fight, a race, a game because they get to the, the finish line gets there just in time. While that other team could be gaining all the momentum, they just a little too late before the finish line gets there. Looks to me like Golden State needs that finish line. Because the longer this thing goes, it looks like, you know, the the, the health of their team seems to be suffering. Igodala looked like he got hurt at some point but came back. Clay is gimpy. DeMarcus is recovering. KD's out, out, you know. But the bench guys, Quinn Cook, I think Looney went down tonight. Quinn Cook, 
And Andre Iguodala hit the biggest shots of the game. No question about it. Andre Iguodala sealed the deal tonight. And that's what having a quality guy coming off the bench does. Quality. Okay? X-star. An X-star in the league. A guy who's seen, uh, I don't know for certain, but I'm going to say at least been the two NBA All-Star games. You know? And you can fact check me if you like. I can dig it. But I think it's going to be a great series. I think this thing has the potential to go seven. But Golden State Health has to hold up. We need Clay at full capacity. Looney hurts. Looney hurts. Looney is devastating. Because that just means we got to dig deeper and deeper into that bench. So that's a that's definitely a blow. But I don't know. Golden State has shown their warrior spirit. You can never count them out, man. These guys ain't no punks. Everybody knows that by now. And they've shown their warrior spirit. Toronto seems to be the healthier team. Kawhi was able to get loose tonight, but everybody else was held down. Everyone else was held in check. He had a 30-point game out of Siakam last game. You knew that wasn't going to happen. So is that the key factor? Is it, it, Are we fooled by the game one win where you had guys like Siakam having 30 points? Then that's probably not going to happen the rest of the series. Tonight was a close game. But Golden State had control down the stretch the whole time. But Toronto had plenty shots. They had shots. It wasn't like, you know, the defense was was just overwhelming for Golden State. No, Toronto had their chances to to, to close that gap uh, several times over. Even the the last the couple possessions, they got like three four shots at the end of that off offensive rebounds until Danny Green hit a three. So Toronto had plenty shots at it, but I think it's going to be a good series. Oh yeah. It's going to be a fight to the end, a battle of fruition, fortitude, gut check. We're going to see what they really made of. It's a gut check right now. And if you ask me, Toronto seems to be the team that got a little more gas in the tank and got a little more fighting spirit. Golden State seems to be like, man, I don't feel like fighting this damn hard. I'm going to be interested to see whether or not Golden State could continue to fight at this level. They said that they had to get used to the speed that Toronto plays at. They look pretty gassed to me, and those injuries are catching up with them. I want to see if they got enough fight to make it. If they do, I'll be impressed. I think this will etch them in, in the echelon of, you know, some of the great, the top dynasties out there. You got to do it, man. I know we don't want to, but you got to put them in there with the Showtime Lakers. You got to put them in there with those 80, 84 through 87 Celtics. You know? You got to put them in there with some of the great teams. Some of the dynasties are not a lot. Chicago, you know, Detroit, you can't call that a dynasty. Lakers got three. Now you can put them up, you put them, you put them there. You, you put them in that conversation. You have to. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, the core, the core of that. And they, with their accolades, like it or not, <laughs> have rightfully sat themselves 
within the conversation of great, great teams, greatest teams. Yeah, you got to say, hey, would, would the Golden State Warriors beat the Bulls? When, when, you're, when you're playing 2K and you're pulling out all-time great teams, they're going to have that uh, 2000, what is it, 16 Golden State team, 73 and 19. They're going to have the next year's team with KD on it. And you're going to go play the Bulls. They're going to have Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, D. Rose, the all-time team. That's what I like about 2K. That new all-time team got every dope guy they ever had. So that Bulls team got D. Rose in his prime, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Horse Grant, you know. And that Golden State team going to have KD on it. Rick Berry, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think they might even have Baron Davis on there. But, um, yeah, I'm chilling, though, brother. It's a Sunday evening, Sunday night at this point, 8.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm in the studio, a.k.a. the garage, just looking out, appreciating life. It's Sunday. Sometimes you got to stop along the road to smell the roses, man. Now, I'm a grinder at this shit. I'm a grinder in life. I don't even expect nothing easy. When shit get easy, I start looking around like some somebody's coming. There's a knife coming to my back any day now, any second. I don't even expect easiness. I'm uneasy with easy. Sometimes you got to bend over and smell a rose and and chill out and just be thankful. Thankful to God for for what you already got. Shit, man, if you're walking and talking and breathing and and you can do that at a a good level, you got a lot to be thankful for because a lot of people that can't do that. Prep for the week, y'all. You know, everything in moderation. Allow yourself to have some you time, some family time, some God time, some exercise, some fun, some good food, some diet, some drinking, some water. Everything in moderation. To the next time. I am your man, Heavy-Handed Jay. This is a Heavy-Handed Edition. And I'll catch y'all next time. I'm not a regular nigga. No, been supposed to change up. I was been supposed to fold all this pressure. I was been supposed to change up. Nigga, what would I look like? I come from the hood. I represent the only way up. Had to hustle, boy. I'm trying to touch the toy. I'm trying to fuck these L.A. streets up. Think it's safe to say that I did it.